page 1109, uh, chapter 3, starting at verse 14. And it's a, it's a prayer for the Ephesians. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Father God, thank you so much for your word, and may this time you be glorified, and may through your spirit these words begin to touch and penetrate our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, good morning everyone. It feels really official with a stand and everything. Um, uh, just a couple of reflections on the reading, really. So not going to try and overwhelm you too much theological reflection on Pauline theology in the Church of Ephesus, or anything like that. Um, just a couple of things that struck me as I was reading through this passage. Um, I, Ephesians is one of my favorite books in the Bible, favorite letters, and every time I read Paul's prayer, it just makes me smile. Uh, and it's, I just, I'm so excited that somebody could pray this, not just over one person, but over a whole church, and that it's now over a whole nation. Um, to be, to know God so much that he strengthens you. So kind of three points that I really want to focus on. Um, Paul speaks about um, in verse 16. Uh, I pray that out of his glorious riches that you, riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Um, to have strength in your inner being, what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, I have started a fitness regime. I know you're thinking, Dee, you don't need it. You're fit enough already. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> but really, really, I do. Um, 
I got this amazing aerobic DVD by Davina McCall, and oh my gosh, she makes you work. Um, and I can tell you what, my outer being is definitely stronger. Um, and uh, I'm definitely paying the consequences for that this morning. Bit achy, to say the least. But it's very easy to strengthen your outer being because you just exercise. That's one of the most obvious ways to strengthen your outer being. You work on it. If you want to build some muscles, lads, you lift some weights. Some of you don't need to do that at all. Um, if you want to get a six-pack, you do some sit-ups. If you want amazing calves, you do some great calf exercises, which I did yesterday, and paying for it now. Um, but it's, it's very tangible to try and focus on a particular area if you want to work that out. But how do you strengthen your inner being? How do you strengthen what's inside of you? How do you strengthen your soul and your spirit? Paul talks about, um, or later on in the Church of Galatians, about the fruit of the spirit. Um, and that being one of the ways to strengthen your soul. And it's really great here at St. Dee's. We have, I think, eight uh, home groups which people are all are involved in. And that's a brilliant way to strengthen your spirit, to encourage each other, to build one another, one another up in love and in truth. So to strengthen your spirit, to strengthen your inner being, is one way. And to do that is to be amongst other believers, to be amongst other Christians, to be rooted and established in love, which is what Paul then goes on to talk about. To be rooted and established, or to be rooted and grounded in love. Um, who here likes gardening? Yeah, I don't. I really don't. Well, no, yeah, kind of half and half. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Um, I'm, I'm not a very good gardener. Uh, if Elizabeth's here, she could testify to this. We've got some plants in the office that she brought. And I thought I was being helpful by watering them, because that, as I was taught, to water plants, because that's what they need. And so I watered the plants every day for about three months, and they died. And it didn't really make sense, because I thought, Surely you just water them and they grow. Apparently not. If you overwater them, it's too much and then they just fall apart. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, the plants died. Elizabeth, since then, I've noted, has bought some plastic plants for the office, <laughs> which is great, so I don't need to water them. Um, but because I'm not a keen gardener, I don't, I don't know how plants work. I don't know how, how much water seeds need and how much light. I don't know. I just put them in a pot and pray for the best. Um, but when Paul talks about being rooted and grounded in love, it's the very essence of who you are. If you are grounded, if you are solid, if you're standing on something firm, if you are rooted, though, those roots are really, really deep. And they do need a lot of watering, they do need a lot of care. But to be rooted and grounded in love, I think, is the best thing anyone can be rooted and grounded in. Because the fruit of that shows in your being, in everyday life. If you're rooted and grounded in something that's slightly destructive, then that will manifest itself. But if you're rooted and grounded in something solid, like love, people know it, and people see it, and people start to catch on. What is this crazy love that shows and shines from you every single day? What is that? It's because you are rooted, 
grounded, established, firm, standing strong in the love of Christ. And then Paul, this, oh, this is awesome. And then Paul talks about um, being filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Man alive. How, how full is full? When does something stop being full? When it overflows. Then it's too full, as I've learned by watering plants. But when it's full, you know there's no space for anything else to get in. If it's completely penetrated and full, then nothing else can get in. If you're completely full of the Spirit of God, then nothing else can get in. I think that's awesome. I'd love to be so full that I overflow in the right kind of way but so full with the fullness of God. Um, the fullness of God, my goodness, that's a lot of God to be filled with. I can't, my, unfortunately my brain cannot think about God's fullness. And even thinking about it makes me think that I need to get filled even more. It's kind of a vicious circle that I go through. But to be filled with nothing but the Spirit of God can only produce good things. To be full so much that you are strengthened through the power of the Holy Spirit. To be full so much that you have a love that surpasses knowledge and understanding. To know that you know that you know something so much that it breathes and lives and grows and penetrates every ounce of your being that you can't help but talk about it. It's exciting, it's fun, it's great because you know it to be true. You are so full of the Spirit of God that you can't help but smile. You are so full with his love that you can't help but pass it on. Um, I really like cake, which is probably why I need to work out what to be the call. Um, and my mum baked pretty good cakes for my pleasure. But I always try and leave a little bit and give it to my partner Matthew, because he loves cake too. But mum's cake is so good that I can't keep it to myself. It has to be shared. And I tell you, he really does appreciate it, because it is good cake. And I'll bring some in for you. Um, but when you find something that's so good and so exciting and so fulfilling, it's a little bit selfish to keep it to yourself, as much as you want to, because you know it's good for you. It's always really good to give that goodness to somebody else, to share that goodness with somebody, to share that love with somebody else. So, my three challenges in the world's fastest sermon. Number one, strengthen your inner being. Spend some time praying, talking to God, communicating, building a relationship with him. A relationship that God wants you to have because it's based on love. Spend some time building your inner self and some time building your outer self because that's really helpful. 
to be so grounded and rooted in love that it can't, you can't help but talk about it, that you can't help but scream from the rooftops, to be so grounded in the spirit of God and to be filled with the fullness of all that God has for me, to be completely filled so that the fruit of that love, the fruit of that spirit manifests itself in every single way, in everything you do and say and are. And this is my prayer, prayer for you, that you be grounded and rooted, that you have your inner being strengthened, and that you are filled with the fullness of God. Amen. Thanks so, thanks so much, Dee, for that picture of the Christian life lived in love and overflowing to other people. We're going to um, 